Hello, everybody there in podcast land. This is a slippery slope and LTV podcast. And boy, aren't you lucky because this is our pilot episode, our very first one. My name is Mark Browner, and I am your host. And I'm not the only one here. I've also got my good friend, Lodger. You there, Lodger? Hey, man. I'm here. Hey, cool. We are connected to each other remotely, talking through the the magic of Uvu, which is just like... uh, (laughs) Just like, just like that other amazing piece of software, which Skype? is Skype. Yes, it's very much like Skype. <laughs> it is. Yes. Although it's, it seems like it's like the Canadian version of Skype or something. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know if that's, I, I don't know, but it's like, oh yeah, there's Skype and then there's Canadian Skype, also called Ovu. <laughs> that could, could be, be it. Who knows? That could be it. Yeah. Yes, and... Um, As I said, this is a Slippery Slope, an LTV podcast, and you're probably wondering, what the hell is LTV? And uh, LTV, those initials come from Lube TV, which was a uh, TV show that we did from 2000 to 2006, back in the day, and uh, Lodger, you were... Wow, it seemed like a lot longer. It seemed like many more years than just... It was only six years? Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. God. Wow. Yes. Yeah, six years. But uh, <laughs> we managed to do 140 episodes in that six-year period, which is... Wow. Yeah. And, That's uh, saying something. Right. And when I say TV show, I'm talking about... It was an Aus- a local Austin, Texas TV show. That was a lot of fun. known as Cable Access, yeah. Yes, Cable Access TV. That's where any old fool... <laughs> Who wants to put on a TV show can if they're willing to put in the work to do it, which requires pay what? a little bit of money, yeah. Yeah, pay some money, take some classes, and put on any kind of damn show you want to. And that was that was kind of the impetus of uh, how Loop TV started. And it started when I used to watch a lot of Access TV, and all I saw on Access TV were mindless call-in shows, and uh, conspiracy theory shows. Matter of fact, that's where fucking Alex Jones got his uh, start. <laughs> same same damn TV station, so go figure. Alex Jones. Uh. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, so I said, God damn it, I want to do a TV show. And so I, I signed up, took classes, and checked out to use the, the, the editing bays, and use their cameras and everything like that. And mind you, this was back when Access TV was using linear editing systems, meaning they were using three-quarter-inch tape recorders and controllers, and you had to record things to a broadcast tape sequentially. Not not like nowadays, the good old, the, the, the wonderful days now, where you can do everything non-linearly, all on your computer. So this is before then. Digitally. Yes, you could do it digitally, not the analog method with the freaking uh, yeah tape decks and shit. So anyway, in real time, right? In real long real time, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got that right. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so took classes, uh, checked out on the equipment, and then did absolutely nothing <laughs> until 
I met a guy named John Christensen, okay, and uh, uh, I met him when we were both doing, we were both acting in a UT student film together, and uh, he was, he was one crazy guy. First time I saw him, he was, I think he was decked out in, in all black and had his hair dyed blonde and was just kind of <laughs> lounging around and being a really cool guy in between, you know, while we were waiting for uh, filming to start on this show. I can't even remember what the name of the, what, what the title of the short film was. I got to get a copy of that. But anyway, I don't jo- think I've ever seen a film with John Christensen with blonde hair. No. So I don't think I've seen that short film, whatever it is. Right. It was um, a- I've only seen a couple pictures of him with blonde hair, so. Right. So anyway, for some of you may may uh, recognize that name, John Christensen. He uh, was in the Richard Linklater film, A Waking Life, and he played the social lubricator of the dream world. So you may recognize him from that. Probably his most recognizable role, yeah. Right, if you he, look up... A couple, everything else he was in, he was like a an extra or a featured extra. Right, that, well yeah, that's true. Although he was in a ton of movies and short films. Uh, to be sure, ones that he created himself. And some he created himself, absolutely, yes. Right, so anyway, after uh, I met him during during that short film... We got we we were talking for a while and uh, you know seemed to hit it off. He's a pretty cool guy, and so uh, I think the name of the film was Susie Wong or something like that. But once I was done with that, I lost contact with John. I kind of filed him away in my interesting acquaintance file in my brain, and didn't run across him till some months later, when uh, uh, I was cast in a another short film by a student filmmaker named. Jason Siesta called Gambit and I was cast as thug number one and uh, so once I arrived I think it was they they actually filmed it in the UT Students Union where they've got a bunch of pool tables I showed up there and lo and behold guess who was playing thug number two yes none other than John Christensen so it was after that film shoot that uh, he invited me to one of his gatherings. Now, his gatherings were not quite parties and not quite just hangouts. It was just people would show up at his place and drink, listen to music, and watch movies, or watch short films that John had put together. I'd, well, they're more like video editing projects that he did where he edited together uh, clips and scenes from different movies and then intercut them with uh, video that he had shot himself and mixed in punk rock music, industrial music, goth, etc. And uh, they were usually a, a pretty good time. It was at one of these gatherings that I mentioned to John that I was thinking about doing an Access TV program and he seemed very interested in that and he had asked me what I had done so far and I said, well, I hadn't done a damn thing. So he said, well, I have some short films that I've done, and uh, we could have that on the show, and I'll help you as much as I can. And I said, hmm, sounds like a great idea. Let's do it. Not long after that, we shot the very first episode of Lube TV. This was in uh, late 1999. That went on for for quite a long time, till like up to 42 episodes, and then... Unfortunately and tragically 
and very sadly john died about 12 months later yeah 11 or 12 i guess yes yeah i mean uh you know probably one of the most yeah shocking events that i in uh my life i'm sure his family's life and oh uh, yeah mine too well yeah obviously yeah 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 and uh what i neglected to mention though somewhere in the midst of that 42 episode run lodger you lodger who was apparently a a watcher of loop tv the show and a fan either started corresponding with john via email or had not exactly yeah, that's I, not I, exactly what happened. Yeah, I don't know exactly so, how that happened. I had seen, I was going, I had just moved to Austin in 2000, no, 99. I okay. had started going to a lot of uh, movies and then, uh, by extension, a lot of film festivals here. And I had a website where I reviewed movies and talked about all the things I did in Austin, which was called File 13, which no longer exists. And right. um, I saw John introduce a film at the Austin Film Festival because he was a uh, assistant programmer at the Austin Film Festival in nine, October of '99. And so, um, so I met. I, I wrote about seeing a film that was introduced by him because he was the only person that ever introduced a film at a film festival, besides Harry Knowles, that got <laughs> me excited about the film. And and I was just like, who is this cool guy? Because all the other ones are like, oh yeah, we're gonna see this film and it's an hour forty minutes and blah blah blah. And there's the director will be doing a Q and A after and blah blah blah. John got up and was his usual interesting, exciting self and was like, oh man, we're gonna see this cool film and it's really awesome. <laughs> and he just was like this ball of energy and excitement and and you know interesting guy. And so uh, I wrote about him on the on the website and then he contacted me via the website and then when he started shooting lube tv with you he let me know that you guys were doing that ah. and i think i promoted it on the website a little bit okay yes okay now now it, memory is coming back then you know at the time when you guys first started the uh doing lube tv john didn't have cable and friends would tape the show and bring it over to his apartment after it ran, and we would watch it. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yes, of course. In the I early that. days, that's true. So I started coming to those viewing parties where we would watch the show at John's apartment. Uh, I think that when the show started, was it on Tuesday? Was Tuesday Thursday night? Thought it was originally on Wednesday night, or maybe gosh. it was. Can't remember. I thought that. it started on Thursday and then eventually we moved it to Wednesday, but I can't remember. Anyway, we would come over and all congregate at John's house. The show came on at 11, I want to say. Maybe it was 10. It was 10. Uh, maybe it was 10. Very possibly 10. I think later later on it, it uh, became 11, but I, I can't remember. Been too so damn we long. would all gather at, yeah, it's been a long time ago. We would all gather at John's apartment to watch the show when it right after it aired, actually. And he would always have a get together that night, right? Uh, and we'd watch the show. And that was that was how I met you. Started hanging out with John and everybody in the what I call the Christensen clique, right? Uh, definitely, That'd because be... John was definitely the center of a group of people. Oh yes, that were interesting and unique. Right, the the nexus of of the boozer room, as it was called. Yes. His, his apartment was called the boozer room, <laughs> which he had which he had transported from uh, from Houston when he was living there before he moved to Austin to go to go to UT. 
but right. uh, that's 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 a that's a tangential story though. But uh, <laughs> so, what did they call? What did he call his place? Was it called the Stafford Studios? Oh, I can't remember. Well, actually, when we were recording uh, Loop TV, we always said that we were it was recorded at Stratford Studios, which was the name of his apartment complex. Right, right. Right. Yes. <laughs> I thought so. there was a name I thought there was a name of the group of people there that we called ourselves not the Boozer Room but like the Stratford Studio. I don't know though. Maybe not. I'm remembering misremembering again. The the Stratford Studio Hamheads? Could have been. <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure it might have been no, I don't know. No, no, I, I don't think so. I have no but, idea. But we hope one day if on this podcast to have a lot of the people who are part of that circle of friends stop by and visit and be a part of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, at some point in time we want to try to do is bring in people and, you know, just talk to them, see what's going on in their lives over, over the past few years. You know, that could be people who are involved, who are just hanging out at the Boozer Room. Or uh, people that we've had on the show, you know, which could be filmmakers, musicians, musicians slash performance artists, <laughs> if you want to call them that. We, yeah. we had quite a few. Yes, we, yes. Had, we had a crazy crew. Well, pretty much. We, sh- we always said we show short films, music videos, performance art pieces. Yes. And I think I don't remember. So right. there was a lot of things we showed on Loop TV that were locally made that were, you know, it was only a, a half hour show. So we right. would try and do at least two or three things on the show and then uh, yes. discuss them as well. And sometimes we'd have uh, people send us things that we would show films, short films, um, music videos. Sometimes they would come and, and discuss them with us and, and, um, uh, other times we would just kind of find things and because I screened films for a couple of the film festivals here in town and John did too, we had access to some short films and, and things that we would discover. Uh, this is all of course before YouTube and things like that. So, right. Uh, so we would have a lot, you know, we would show a lot of things. We would have a lot of people on. I'm trying to right. think of anyone besides Wiley Wiggins that we had on the show that is a name people would recognize, and I'm struggling to come up with anyone uh, besides Wiley. Um, maybe. And I know there's a ton of people. Maybe like uh, David Zellner. That's it, oh, ki- really? kind of I a, a recognizable Zellner name. Zellner was on the show. Um, uh, I believe so. Uh, uh, Kyle Henry was on the show, who's an independent filmmaker who's continued to make independent films and is in Chicago now. But Wow. Yeah, he he's uh, he teaches at Northwestern, I believe, and he he no made kidding. a short film. Or, uh, he made a feature film called Room that was a uh, that won an independent. It was nominated for an Independent Spirit Award, and I'm trying to think of what his most recent. Oh, he, he has a feature called Foreplay, uh, that's uh, short story, short films about sexuality, and he's working on something new now too. So I know he's been shooting something for quite a while now. Wow. Okay. So lots of interesting people were on the show. Yeah, yeah, there were there were a, a lot more filmmakers, but probably no names that people would necessarily recognize. At some point in time, on our podcast website, which is ltvpod.com, we're going to have multiple, if not all, episodes of Loop TV, which 
which will be stored on YouTube, but the link will be on our website, ltvpod.com, so that uh, people can watch. Right now, there's already at least uh, episode 100 posted on there, which will give people kind of a good overview of what the show was like. It's kind of a compilation show that's showing bits and pieces of, of the first 100 episodes. So I think that'll be a good introduction for people who are interested in finding out about, you know, what the show was all about. Oh, I forgot to mention really... the, the uh, mission statement for Loop TV was lubricating the social environment through the exhibition of short films, music videos, and performance art. I just wanted to make sure I got that in there. That was our that was our ideal to lubricate yes. the social environment. Environment. Yes. Now sometimes sometimes Mid- I get bitchy, so <laughs> I don't always lubricate the social environment. Sometimes <laughs> I'm just an asshole. But but right. um, John was very good. John and you are, were very good about being uh, positive a lot of the time and and really promoting things. We wanted to promote local filmmakers, local musicians, um, local artists. But we even had some comedians on the show and things like that, local people. So yes, it was definitely did. about promoting. Promoting Austin was a big part of it and trying to uh, show all the things you could do here in Austin in a positive light um, was definitely a big part of what the show was about. Definitely. Even though I bitch and complain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I, yes. I guess in addition to a lot, a lot of locally produced film and even having uh, musicians on, like Patrick Healy and uh, uh, the other guy. <laughs> we had Orion Lonsdale on. Yes. And uh, Patrick uh, and uh, Matt Lockamat. Matt Lockamat, yeah. So and, they, uh, and they still perform here in town. Yes, they do. I think at the time they were there were they were they came on under the guise of several different uh, bands. I know Oblong Boys was one, and then uh, I don't know if they'd already formed Pataphysics. I'm sure they did at some point in time. But, I don't uh, I think I think that came after Lube TV, but Pataphysics is the band they're in now. That's the really right, probably their most prominent the, band. Yeah, they're the longest running continuous band name, as far as I know. Yeah, Chris Patrick was um, also part of of another band called not a, not a band, but it was it was like a performance troupe for kids called uh, the Telephone Company, which the Telephone Company still performs. Um, so okay. that's cool. They've they've done performances within the last few months. I've seen them promote them online. Um, so that's a real. I love the Telephone Company. They're really they're a really unique and weird band. But for so adults can love them too because they're really unique and interesting. Um, oh yeah. And then Lockham um, uh, Lockhamet is in. Uh, he has a band called Ants Analog. That's right. He has a a noise band. Yes, he does. I think it's called. I think it's I can't remember the name of it now. Brutalist, maybe. Yes. Um, that is. And right. um, so he does a lot of stuff here, still in town. And then Oriah was in a band called Hobble, but I don't think Hobble plays anymore. I think he has a different band now. Yeah, he does. I'm friends with him online, but I haven't talked to him much lately. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm uh, Facebook friends with him and everything, and I kind of see him posting every now and again. He's got these. He's got an an amazingly long mustache slash beard, sideburn situation he's, going on. He's, he's turned into he a does. mountain man, I believe. He's a mountain man, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not just so, a uh, not just a must mustache toting hipster. No, he's a full grown. 
no. fully developed mountain man. Yes, yes, he is. He is indeed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, that would that would be great to get him get him to come on and talk to us. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Lots of people that were on the show that would be really interesting to catch up with. Definitely. Um, so, oh, uh, I think too. Did we have? Did we ever have Bob Ray on the show? Maybe we never had him on the show, but I don't think so. He's another local director that um, I think we did definitely show some of his work on the show. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, there are quite a few different things. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Evan Coolsvard. Uh, yeah, Pete. He was, was on the show. Mus- I don't have no idea what Evan's what? up to now. One of our musical guests. He he did the mashed potato song, talking about putting uh, instant mashed potatoes in his pants and adding water and having a good time. <laughs> and that was completely uh, a contemporaneous uh, uh, song that he just made up on the fly, which was kind of interesting. Oh, uh, that reminds me too that uh, uh, Kevin Addicts was in is, was on the show several times, and he's in a band. Uh, he's in two bands now that are doing really well on the East Coast: um, Literature and um, Mercury Girls. Um, oh, really? Hmm. He was on the show when he was just young and impressionable. <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't know how much we warped him, but <laughs> <laughs> what was what was his what was his uh, uh, stage name? Kevin in the Dirty City. Oh yeah, he was in a band called In the Dirty City at the time, so we called him Kevin in the oh, Dirty City. Yes. Okay, got it, got it. <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Yes, because so, we knew so many Kevins. We knew a lot of Kevins. Uh, okay. In well, that day and age. Yes, there. I think there was a there was a glut of Kevins back in that back around that time period. <laughs> There's an overabundance of kevins oh, yes, which is a great name for a band <laughs> an overabundance of kevins <laughs> yes okay i'm going to suggest that to the next musician i meet looking for a band name yes absolutely <laughs> so so um oh other stuff that we sh- we showed on loop tv was um it, like obscure uh videos that we found through various sources you know s- it could be a lot of times it would just be obscure music videos or some other short films that you know maybe weren't locally produced but were you know stuff that was you know uh, of cult status maybe or right, uh, right. Other, other things like that and so well and, again this is before uh, YouTube when so things like that were not readily available so the only way to see them were to 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 be to to see something underground like a cable access show. Well, uh, true. It's like or, you know, it could just be people, people passing around you know a, a VH VHS tape that had uh, something cool. And, uh, right. That, that was how that was happening. So it seemed. Yes, absolutely. So much like underground records and cassettes would make their way around, uh, underground videotapes. This is before DVDs really even part of the way at the beginning of the show at least. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to see something that, you know, which is what well, another thing that was great was there was a real um, there was a real access to things like that in Austin at local video stores, because Austin had the coolest local video stores of just about any city out there with uh, oh, that's Vulcan true. video Vulcan and I love video. Absolutely. You yeah. could find almost any cult thing you were looking for there. Um, that's the first place I found something like David Lynch's early short films on a, on a video cassette, um, yeah. which I'm sure was a bootleg. Um, Probably. You know, and now you they could... were on uh, Turner Classic Movies the other night. <laughs> but 
you wow. know, at the time it was really hard to see those things. And oh, now, of course, definitely. you can see them online. And yeah, right. You, you're talking about like David Lynch's the the grandmother and uh, a, uh, the alphabet and uh, the alphabet. Uh, six men getting sick. Right. The amputee. Yeah. Hey, do you get a fan blowing in the background? I'm hearing a hum. Oh yeah, I do. Sorry. Kill that. <laughs> Yeah, hang on. This is a professional show here, uh, so we're, we're we're trying to 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 get the, work the bugs out right now, and uh, you know, bear with us. We're gonna we're <laughs> we're, we're gonna get better and better as time goes on. I assure you. We just just like to, the cable access show did. Absolutely, because uh, yeah, I know uh, some of the early episodes. Uh, I was kind of like a deer in the headlights, and just let John kind of run away with it because he's such a giant personality. So it was, well, it was and I wonderful. Think on, like on early episodes, I think you guys just used the microphone that was on the camera. Yeah, I think we did for, for quite a long, probably every episode we did at his place, at the Stratford Studios, excuse me. Right, yeah. <laughs> at a certain point, we started doing using a camera that we could plug microphones into. Right, I think and that we was... And actually have microphones on. Yeah, that was probably after, that was, yeah, I can't even remember when that, well, I think it was, wasn't until we started using a different camera that actually you could plug right. in, you could plug in a, a microphone to and connect it to a mixer board. And, uh, right. So anyway, I want to, I want to get back to, to some of the, some of the history and I'm trying to remember the first episode that you appeared as a guest on Lube TV. Mm-hmm. It was, it was something like in the high 30s. I, I want to say 38, but it may have been, um, it may have even been, or a little earlier than that. I've got it somewhere actually. Um, now I'm looking online, in, not online, in my computer to see if I can pull up my list of stuff that might tell what episode that was. Okay. Um, what did you estimate? Uh, like 38, 36, because uh, I was, um, I remember it was the one, I believe it was the one where John was there and we were had a, and we tried to do a thing where we had just had an, a party in his apartment and videotaped it rather than doing a, a more structured sitting on the couch introduction kind of a thing. I thought it would be cool if it was like, oh, we'll just do it like a party. And yeah, and that, that rings a bell. Definitely. It, it didn't really work as great as it should have, I guess, but... Um, yeah, well... Let's see. Oh, episode 27. Okay, that sounds that sounds more... Because you were saying 36 or 38. I mean, that was that's very close to the end of his run on it the was. show. It was. I thought it was closer. Yeah. Yeah. So that was episode 27, which had the cramps tear it up, pull my finger, and monologue. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, <laughs> monologue was, was his... Uh, episode yeah it was the uh, the short film he did discussing his cross-dressing yes okay yes yeah all right so so anyway and then that's cool at a certain point john was filming uh i think it was american outlaw he was an extra on american outlaw and i came in and co-hosted kind of sat in while he was out yes that is for a yes. few episodes I, I do remember that right he did, and then yeah. Once he came back, of course that yeah, that was like real close. That was like episode 
that might have been episode 38 possibly i think so i was looking so i was what i have is episode 37 where i was the guest co-host we showed bowie's voice keep swinging the rent cycle and a screaming oh a screaming chigger production ah okay so and was, then, that, was that the pull my finger video screaming uh, no, chigger screaming chigger oh i can't remember what screaming chigger was now Okay. It wasn't oh. pull my finger. It was something. I think it was made by the same people, perhaps. But yeah, I can't remember. Very likely. I can't remember what happened in that. Okay. Well, that was 30, 37, and then. That'll have to be d- discussed on a on a future episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I actually have them all kind of written down here because I was in thirty-seven. Then John was John was back on forty. And then episode 43 would be the first one without John. Wow, okay. And then and then you did two episodes by yourself that were kind of uh, tributes to John, and then I started co-hosting with episode 45. All right, that's, that's, that sounds about right. Yep. Wow. Okay. Wow. So then we did, you know, close to 95 episodes together then? Yeah, wow. Oh, that's wow. pretty wild. I didn't realize we got to 140. That's crazy. It is. I, um, it's amazing. I was going to say that one uh, when you mentioned earlier that uh, they can go on the website here and see the um, – Episode 100. 100. What's cool about episode 100 is it has some – I can't remember what it's called, but it's something like 100 hellos or 100 an, introductions. It was, or, called, it was called an intro through 100 introductions. So it has this short clip of the beginning of the first 100 episodes, and when you watch it, and it probably takes eight minutes or so, um, it gives you a real broad. It gives you a really great timeline, a visual timeline of, or a video timeline of how the show progressed. Yeah, absolutely. You can really see it in that in that montage. That was probably the hardest edited, <laughs> the hardest episode to edit I don't know of, how you of did any. That. It was, well, you know, it was kind of a labor of love, if you want to use a cliche, but uh, it definitely, definitely felt like that. But uh, Yeah, I've, so. I can't even imagine how much time you spent on that. I'm sure it was numerous hours, but, uh, and yeah. to get eight minutes of video, probably, it may even be shorter than eight minutes, but it's, uh, when I love watching it, I don't know how other people who weren't there might feel, but I just love watching it because it's a real, you just see the show progress. You just right. see it. You know, and then you see the 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 when John goes, and then you know, and the technical progression, the visual progression. You know, it's it's just an interesting thing to watch, in my opinion, because okay. I'm in it, so I love it so well, much. That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't love to see themselves? Right. Yeah, that's true. As an episode, and and because it did take such a a long time to edit a hundred different video snippets of a hundred different videotapes together it uh yeah it was a giant pain in the ass but but the finished product i <laughs> I, I, I was really proud of as far as being able to put, it, ra- to, put it together like that and uh i think right. and- i think if yeah if the list you know if you whoever's listening out there if you go to ltvpod.com there's a link to uh watch that video i just wanted to mention that again so yeah anyway, but, cool uh, I'm sure you'll if if this is on YouTube, then I'm sure you'll link it in the description, and yes. then yes, I, I don't know. It, they just have to. Here's the great thing. It, they just have to click. Go ahead. Click on click. On, it's actually a 
you know, it's a it, it's a picture link. So it, it shows, right. you know, it's a screen that shows like uh, all three of us, as a matter of fact, when we were doing an episode, all, all three of us together, John, you, and, and myself. And uh, so they just click on that. You can watch all 30 minutes of episode 100. So uh, it's, I think it's a great introduction to uh I do too. To that show. I think it's just interesting. It's interesting as a show on its own and then when you've seen other episodes it's a re- you know it's cool as well. Right. I um right. I was going to say that uh, one of the great things about being me in this whole process is I don't do any of the technical stuff. <laughs> Mark does. And so I just show up and talk and before I just showed up and talked in, on camera um so it's been very easy on me and a real fun experience. Mark has done all of the hard work and the leg work and the and the technical work, and God bless him because I Aww. don't have the patience for it. <laughs> Thank you, Lodger. And you do a great job too. You do a great job. In fact, setting well, up this whole podcast has been Mark. <laughs> well, I, I like to think of myself as as the great facilitator. I mean, <laughs> I may I may not be the most talented guy out there, but I like to. To bring talented people towards me and and and, and suck the goodness out of their brains. So, uh. <laughs> well, they do they do orbit around you. I think so. There right. must be something there for them to to do that. Um, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking, uh, John was the social lubricator, and you said you were the great facilitator. What did you say? The f- facilitator. F- facilitator to 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 bring talented people out and and let them. Let them flourish in uh, them shine. In, in 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 a medium that uh, suits them well. So hopefully we can yeah. do that. And uh, well, I've already done it. I've got you to. I I convinced you to do this podcast. Uh, that's that. Uh, Yay! Half the job. Of course, of course. I I, I, always, I will uh, warn you. This is you, this. This is this is your audition, and but <laughs> oh, okay, awesome. <laughs> no, but you, you've you've already passed with flying well, uh, colors because you're. I hope you're I passed ju- the just, audition. Yeah, you're an interesting conversation. Hopefully, uh, with time, and and we'll make this podcast into something that uh, our listeners out there will really enjoy. Yeah, and so, be interested in. Now that we're through congratulating each other on how great we are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just the uh, the great mutual stroking, right? As it were. <laughs> Don't tell the wife. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, uh, well, cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about what this podcast could be. I think it's a a great uh, opportunity. I think what we want to do is to to not just reminisce about what we did in the past, but to also continue what we did, and you know, eventually continue exactly. to bring in new and interesting people who are uh, working in, uh, I mean, the whole show really re- revolves around Austin because Austin is such a great cultural place. Uh, yes, it is. And, and, you know, even though it's changed in the last 10 years since we did the show and God knows I complain about how it's changed as much as someone who's lived here their whole life. Well, um, there's still a lot of great things about it. Sure. I mean, and it, there's it, still a lot of talented, interesting people here. It has changed in a, in a lot of ways, but it's it, you know it's 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 still managed to maintain that uh, that level of of uh, I don't know cool or interest or always something interesting going on and uh, you know uh, Austin always used to tout itself as the live music capital of the world you know 20 years ago before it really was and lo and behold it actually turned into that. 
It did. It did. Yeah, that's true. I mean, when you think about, you know, it's funny because, the, you know, live music here is not necessarily something that someone who lives here thinks of the city as being that integral to. But when you think about how many concert festival type things happen here now oh, with God, not yeah. just South by Southwest, um, uh, but Fun 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 Fest and uh, yes. uh, Austin City Limits. And, uh, you know, there's right. probably a festival every two months, if not more, um, where there's live music here in this city uh, and uh, amazing bands come oh, all, um, all the time. And and it's, you know, it's, it seems like it's 24 seven, you know, you, you always somewhere. Uh, in this town, you know, you can find just about any style of music that you want to listen to, or it, it's continuously going on. I mean, it's it's amazing how uh, how this city is just like one throbbing musical uh, gristle. It's amazing. Orgasm, yeah, oh, not <laughs> orgasm, organism. organism. Oh my god, I Freudian slipped myself right <laughs> on the. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. So wow. Yes, yeah. So that I mean, that's one of the great things about living here is is it it's a cool city. I mean, I think one of the you know right now one of the things that it's cool for that I'm really enjoy is it's definitely a cool place for food for foodies, um, yeah. and that's that really makes it fun to live here too. And and there is still although I don't think filmmaking goes on here as much as it did in the 80s and 90s, um, and and up until the 2000s. Um, right. There's still interesting film festivals here. Linklater still films here and makes some of the most uh, interesting uh, independent films, in my opinion, here. Yes. Um, there's there's still, you know, the Alamo Drafthouse, is, which is now nationwide, is started here and is still an integral part of this community. Oh, definitely. Um, and, and does more interesting stuff in Austin than it probably does since there are, uh, there are at least six or seven Alamo Drafthouses here. Um, right, and, and there's always something interesting going on at one of them, if not all of them. Right. What's interesting about Alamo Drafthouse is that they, each each theater has its own style or its own uh, vibe. It does. Yeah. It's like you know, s certain films will only be shown at you know, say the South Lamar uh, Alamo because it's it's, right. it's it's the funkiest of them. So to speak, I guess, or at least it used to be. Well, it's definitely it, well. The Ritz is probably the funkiest of them, but oh, probably I, now because it's probably the oldest venue because the one on South Congress is now brand new and huge. It's not the old, uh, the old funky one that it used to be. The South Lamar, yeah, yeah, South Lamar, yeah. But the Ritz, yeah, yeah definitely is. Uh, but yeah, the, a the Ritz is the two screen, mm -hmm. two, and they do most of the one-off shows there. Um, but, you know, like one of the cool things Mark and I did this year was to go see um, Tarantino's Hateful Eight in 70 millimeter at the Ritz downtown here in Austin, which was a wow. really cool experience, you right. know, and it's just cool to live in a city where that happens. Yeah. Um, I don't know, you know, not not everyone got a chance to see that film in 70 millimeter. Right. Yeah. It's a great movie, yeah, but yeah, right. just to have the chance to, to, to see it, you know, in 70 millimeter. And I was just looking, um, uh, I just got an email a couple days ago from uh, the Paramount Theater. You know, they do a summer film festival every summer with where they show uh, repertory films. 
Um, and they uh, have a 70 millimeter uh, festival one week out of the year in the summer. Um, they almost always show uh, what's the one Lawrence of Arabia and, and 2001. Um, I didn't look to see what they had this year, but you know, not a lot of there are not a lot of cities where you can even see a film in 70 millimeter anymore. Right. Um, exactly. There's only only a few places that have that, and right. um, and and, then, and, and, and you know. Right, and even even obscure things that are you know masterpieces. Like, didn't they do the Umbrellas of Cherbourg one year? You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah, they. Yeah, I love that movie. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, in fact, I think the first time I saw it was at the Paramount. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm almost sure it was. And that movie, if that movie doesn't break your heart, nothing can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just so many interesting things that they do at the Paramount with movies in the summer where, you know, there's just not a lot of cities that have theater that shows old movies, you know, right? and even no, though it's only in the summer here. And then now the Austin Film Society has bought the Marquesa, which is a two screen that I've actually still haven't had a chance to go to yet. Um, you know, there's just going to be more and more interesting repertory film type things going on in this city. Right. And that's really cool. And it feels it's it's neat to live someplace where that happens. Yeah. You know, not everyone in this country gets uh, gets to have something like that. No, that's true. I can see that your your film critic uh, chops are shining through right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still like to keep up with that stuff. I don't get as much of a chance to do as many things as I used to. Right. Um, but I I'm well, still I still am interested in those things. Yeah. Well, you used to see movies a lot more on a regular basis of course that was yes. ba that was back in the day when you were you actually were working for a, a, a movie theater back yes. in the so day that, so, that was a long time ago yeah well that's true but at, at the at your height of viewing how many films do you think you would see in like say a month's time oh i well it would probably be i know this the most movies i saw in a year was one of the years i was doing file 13 here in austin and right. it was something like 200 200 and i don't want to overestimate it was at least 250 i want to say 258 it may have been been as many as 278 one year that wow. i saw at a theater in a holy, year holy shit. so that's yeah that's what is that five a week or something right <laughs> it's it was yeah i saw a lot and i would see sometimes i would go see on a on a day off from work i would go see two or three movies or you know they always did double features at the the paramount um uh so you know uh, i may only see films three days out of the week or four days out of the week but i would see four or five films a week wow okay so that explains a lot <laughs> that was a there are films that I, I I still every once in a while somebody will mention a film and I'll be like I know I saw it I couldn't tell you anything about it <laughs> but I know I saw that movie yeah I think um, odds odds were right yeah. yeah well you know thanks to all of the stuff I did in my youth my short term memory is really shot so when <laughs> I see a movie when I see a movie for the second time it's like seeing it for the first time <laughs> right right wow. a lot of times yeah. so well, yeah that, that can be true. <laughs> Of course, there are some movies that you you can you can watch over and over and over again, and, and or see multiple times throughout your life, and enjoy it probably as much as the first time you ever saw it. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, there, there's not a lot of them like that, but there but there are definitely ones that I think that are every, like that. Yeah, well, definitely with the now that we're in an age where 
you know, people can own a movie on DVD and watch it as many times as they want. This certainly happens. There are a lot more people who have a favorite film that they've seen a hundred times. Right. Uh, you know, because it's so easy Someti to do with DVD. Yeah, sometimes inexplicably as far as, right. like, <laughs> really? You you watched that movie over 30 times? I can't believe it. Right. Like, why? Uh, yeah, why? Yeah, but, yeah sometimes but, it, is, you know. it, is, it is a big question. Why? Right. <laughs> I mean, even though with all the films I've seen and I'm trying to think, OK, what's number two? Definitely the film I've seen the most is Rocky Horror because I used to go all the time. And uh, I know I've seen it. Over, I, I've seen it somewhere around 100 times. Wow. I think a little more than 100. I can't remember the last time. Um, but I, I think second would have to be Breakfast Club, which is probably only like 10, 12 times. Wow. Yeah. It's funny <laughs> you mentioned Rocky Horror. I, yeah, I remember seeing that so many times during my college years. I even participated at a, a theater in a College Station where they needed people to act out some of the roles, and I, I helped along. Yes. Did you did you play a particular role? Yes, I played Rocky. Believe played it or Rocky? not, only because they needed oh somebody <laughs> who was willing to wear the the bikini briefs. Well, it didn't even go that far, you know. It was just kind of doing <laughs> somebody. They just needed a body. <laughs> I was available. <laughs> I happen. To, I think I happen. To, I know. I knew a girl who was involved with the, with with doing that, and you know, so it wasn't wasn't a lot of high production value like you know you might see at a a theater in New York or something. Right. <laughs> where people yeah. are uh, I mean, acting out the roles while the movie plays. Even in Houston, where I saw it, it wasn't exactly the greatest thing you ever saw. Right. I, I think it's it's more. But, uh, People make up for production value with enthusiasm. Right, absolutely. Right. I've certainly seen it. I mean, Rocky's really cool in that I've seen it in a theater with where there was the cat. There were more people in the cast than there were watching the movie. Um, and I've seen it in a in a packed house. And each each one of those extremes is is interesting in its own way. <laughs> right. Um, so absolutely. you know that's. You know, uh, I've I I loved it when I there was a theater in Houston that started doing it, and they so in the early days of them starting to do it, I would go, and there would be just no one there but the cast and ten people in wow. the audience, and that I actually well the great thing about that was I could actually hear the movie oh. enough to learn the dialogue to to know what to say to learn what to say back to it right. and to make up some things of my own to say to it. Ah. Um, Wow. And then, of course, you can't beat the experience of seeing it with a big crowd that's really into it. That That's uh, right. a fun experience. Um, which they're doing it now. Fox is going to do it on TV, and I'm just totally depressed about that. Oh. I just I yeah. can't that's... imagine what, what possible good could come from that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it makes you wonder, how do you, how do, you do something when it's a uh, it, – is it, it – Will it be done live? Uh, I don't like think it's going to be live. No. Okay. All right. So, I, I could be wrong. Maybe it is. So I didn't think like, that was the point. But. Oh, oh, Fox is going to be doing it as a new production, is what you're saying? As a remake, yeah. As a remake with La with Laverne Cox as Rocky, not Rocky as Frankenfurter. Really? Um, who is Laverne Cox? She is a transgendered person who is. I think she's on Orange Is the New Black. Oh, oh, she's okay. African American. Of, she's very pretty. Of course, of course. No, I know, I know. I've I've seen episodes of Orange and 
My wife watches it uh, all the time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I and I've only seen like a few episodes. But yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Matter of fact, I had yeah. that conversation <laughs> with her <laughs> probably a, a, a month or two ago when I think there was when it was first announced that they're going to be doing that. Mm, right. Yeah. yeah. I don't so. know even when it's going to air or I don't. Yeah, I don't even know. I just I can tell you my least favorite time to be to see Rocky Horror. It was when someone in the when the cast was uh, a female playing Rocky or a female playing Frankenfurter. I just Whoa. feel like that's so well, it's yeah, that, so it doesn't make it's any so sense. anti Rocky. Yes. Right. And I realize, you know, female empowerment and girls can do what boys can do. And Rocky is a great place mm. where to to showcase something like that but agree no i want i want my uh i want my frankenfurter to be a guy in drag and i want my uh rocky to be a hot guy in a pair of gold bikini (laughs) (laughs) i'm a purist like that i'm just a purist when it comes to those things (laughs) i don't think that's that's too i don't think that's too much to expect i I don't either no that's fine (laughs) That's, it's the little things in life, you know, that <laughs> of course <laughs> make it worth the living. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, um, anyway, we got tangential there, so yeah, we did. As we, we did. are, as as we are want to do, so yes. But um, I'm excited about the podcast. I don't know. Uh, I guess we're going to try and do it on a regular basis. Yeah, I would. I would say weekly would be would be uh, appropriate. You know, we're, I don't think we're going to be as ambitious as Mark Marin, where he's doing two a week. So, uh, but you never know. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you do not never know. You do never know. That's right. We may, we may, <laughs> we may, we may get on a roll and just, you know, can't can't wait to do the next one. That's or, true. Or God go, knows I have a lot to say. Or in one evening, <laughs> go go so long as to where it becomes, you know, it's. We record for for two hours Split and have to, have to break it into two because nobody nobody wants to <laughs> listen to two hours straight. Well, they might, but uh, they, right, that's it's very uh, likely. But uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a long time. Yeah, it's hard to keep it's hard to keep my attention for more than ten minutes, let alone two uh, hours. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the good thing, you know, people people can just that's a good thing about audio only. You can do you can be. You can be working on something and listening at the same time without having to give, you know, 100% attention to to any, as if you were watching a TV show, a video or something like that. True, true that. I think that's, yeah. the beauty, that's the beauty of the podcast, man. So we just have to keep it, it interesting. Got to keep it interesting. That's the trick. So uh, <laughs> hopefully we've been, I, hopefully we've been somewhat interesting this evening and, and uh, we'll, we'll continue to get even better and better. And uh, you know, bring on some interesting guests and things, and uh, make it fun. I th- yeah, and I think too the um, as we go, we'll add more things to kind of associate with the the podcast, like um, videos and and pictures and things that will help you um, understand what we're talking about. Yeah, um, that would so help. So that cause... if you hear a podcast, yeah. Like well, um, I was just thinking, we should put a picture of John with blonde hair on here somewhere. <laughs> if I can find and one, I, there's only, I only think there's one that I've ever seen. Okay. Um, but I'm sure there's many out there. Probably so. Someone somewhere has some. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, because the the worst thing the worst thing you can do is is have a conversation about something, and somebody else is listening, and they don't know what the hell you know you're talking about. Yeah. 
or have no what frame are of, you talking about have no frame of reference <laughs> reference and so that's right why, that's why i was i knew uh at least one episode of loop uh so cool that to happen. yeah so, awesome well hopefully actually, pictures and other stuff too right what I'll, what I'll do is make sure that everything gets onto youtube we'll just have multiple 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 links so that'll be cool a good thing to finally have it all up there but not necessarily you know everybody there there were some issues with some some people not wanting some of the stuff that was on the show to to be readily available to to the general public so that's why we're we're going to be offering them exclusively to people that come to our website to be able to access the links to our uh, uh, episodes of loop tv for free of course we're not going to be charging anything to watch the uh, our our videos of course our shenanigans at least not right <laughs> now <laughs> right but you never know in the future no yeah, yeah. no they'll, those will be free and readily available to, i know. think too at a certain point we will want to um I don't know, you know, like we were talking earlier, I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't know a lot about them. It's <laughs> yeah. probably pretty evident by this this one, but but um, I, so I don't know. I assume there are forums where people can leave comments and stuff on other podcasts. Yes. So I think uh, that will be, you know, yeah. be cool to see some some comments and things from folks once a- we get going too. A- absolutely, and you know, people can. We'll be able to communicate uh, with us via email if they like as well. Uh, I think I, I will was... leave Mr. Browner to to come up with all that. The technical guy can. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I, I don't believe I have any emails set up through our website right now, but you know, people, I'm I may and and we'll mention it in in future episodes of the LTV podcast. But uh, you know, if anybody wants to comment or uh, communicate with us they can definitely email us at lube tv at yahoo.com for sure and uh we will you still have that email address yeah i still have that email address wow it's not the one that i I generally use i just still have it but uh, yeah it's wow uh, just lube tv at yahoo.com it's you know doesn't cost anything l-u-b-e-t-v at yahoo.com yes l-u-b-e-t-v at yahoo.com right cool okay and, uh, so. Yeah, you know, there is a, a website that's one of those, I don't know what you call it. It's a website where they where they store old websites. Do you know what that is called? I have no idea. It's called, I think, the Wayback Machine. Um, yes, Wayback uh, Machine. The one that, right. yeah, there's whatever whatever those sites are called, where there is, uh, where File 13 is stored. Yes, and, and, um, and LoopTV.org is stored there also. Oh, cool. So yeah. yeah, eventually maybe we can put up a link for that as well. Or yeah, or or just extract the information from that and put it onto ltvpod.com website. Cool. We'll make it happen. Yeah, lots of stuff huh. to do. Yep. All right. Well. So when you become a fan of the podcast, you'll just have so many things to look at and do. Oh. It'll become your whole life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. We'll we'll have to come up. We'll have to come up uh, with a name for our fans when we get some. Yeah. <laughs> if we get some. Lu- lubers and lubets. <laughs> All right, man. Good show. Good show. I think that was a good show. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad for the first one. I hopefully we. Yeah. We, we stirred up a little bit of interest and uh, got some people uh, to, to 
to want to listen to us a second time or so, or two or three or a thousand times, depending upon how many we make. So uh, we're going to continue churning them out and getting better and better every time. So uh, thanks, Roger, for uh, being a part of this uh, first episode and hopefully uh, many more to come. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I guess that's... That's going to be it for tonight. I'm, I'm, I think so. I think we've said enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's, I think we're right, you know, we're right at a hour. And... Awesome. All right. Until next time then. All right. Stay tuned, world. <laughs> All right. We didn't plan an outro, did we? We planned no outro for this. No, we didn't plan Here's an outro. The... <laughs> this, this is the outro. This is us stumbling, is stumbling through. <laughs> this is the outro. <laughs> Goodbye, friends. Goodbye. We can call Cue it good. music. Yep. Yeah.